Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. to be here tonight. I pray that your word will come to us and encourage us, lift us up, help us. Let it be what we need tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. It's nice to see all of you. I am just looking at The, window, the doors that are shut. Some have to be shut, but if they keep us in here, we'll die tomorrow, I tell you. I don't know if those two... Yeah, they have to stay shut, I suppose. They're open trenches there. Some of you don't look before you walk. <laughs> I don't want to have to save you. Hallelujah. Well... It's a pleasure to be here tonight. Amen. And to just be here, it's an exciting service, and I believe that it's growing. Amen. I wanted to ask your neighbor, who is here because of you? In other words, who did you bring, or who did you encourage to come along? And if the answer is nobody, tell the person that, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 you didn't try, you didn't try, you didn't try, hallelujah. First, let me give you two quick um, announcements, because I don't want to forget. The first one is that next weekend is a special weekend, amen. Some of you, you are planning to celebrate Valentine's Day on Wednesday. And then you are planning again for Friday. I, I don't want to go into that. I don't want to go into that. But on Friday night, we're going to be here. So if you're going somewhere else, I would suggest that you divert. Turn to your neighbor and say, divert, 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 divert. Hallelujah. We're going to have an interesting service here, Loving Jesus, and Bishop Kwekwatiemo is going to be here with us. You, you see, until, until you experience bishop after bishop after bishop, that's when you understand that everybody has their, their gifting and everyone is unique in his own way. And one cannot replace the other. Are you getting it? So as each one comes, they bring with them a certain gift. They bring with them something. Are you here? Yeah. yeah. 
And so you, 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 you need to, you need to, I mean, you need to be here. And this bishop is in charge of the north of Ghana. And a very special man. There are two things that make him very special. Well, more than two. But the two main ones that I want to point out, the first one is that he's a very stable person. Very loyal, very stable. Many of you, the instability in your life is not here. Plenty. Plenty. When I say stable, when I say stable, when something is handed to him, it will be done and it will grow. Some of you, you were given something. They say you are by center leader. They gave you five people. You don't even know where three of them are. Hey! Are you in the house? Guys, are you in the church? Yeah. So there's a man who has done a lot of work and a lot of work with human beings. But also, he has spearheaded the building of 616 buildings in one part of the country. So if I were you, and I don't plan to be a tenant for my life, I will be here. Do you understand? I have to tell you that building is not money. Building is not money. It's not money. There are people with money. They are still renting. I know a certain wealthy man. I knew this man a long time. A very wealthy guy. Unfortunately, he passed away in year 2020. And when he died, it was when he died that we discovered he hadn't finished his house. Yeah, something that you think is the first thing you sort out. I mean, if you have money, oh, it doesn't make sense. If you have money, is building not one of it was up, up to today, it's not finished. Up to today, we pass there. Every day we pass there. The building is not finished. And the person has died. Yeah. And it just I'm just saying it not to I'm not not to talk badly about anyone, but to show you that building, it takes something. It takes something. It's not just, I mean, oh, I have money, I'll build. Hey. And this man, so when you are presided over the building of 616 buildings, you are a master builder. And please, he is not an architect by profession. He is not a a laborer and he is not a a construction man. Uh Just so you understand it. (laughs) All right. Amen. Now, the second meeting that I want you to, this one, I want you to just note it because it's in March, but I keep announcing it because I want you to do something special at that time. The 19th to the 21st of March, we're going to have, please, your, 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 your flyer is the wrong one. Yeah, it's outmoded. So remove it. Yes. We have Bishop Edwin Ogo coming. Amen. And until you have heard him preach, you have not heard preaching before. I have to tell you that one. Yes. And he'll be joined by Bishop Frederick Naughty. And together, they will take us through these three days. Now, that one is a conference. A conference is different from a convention. Uh-huh. There are daytime sessions and there are nighttime sessions. And I have lectures. Of course, you have lectures. In between, you come to the conference. You don't bring yourself. When we're going to school, were you even born? Don't start. Don't even start. Yeah. So you hear more about it, but just put those dates. I mean, just mark those dates. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to be talking about something because I believe that the Lord is leading me to talk about this in the service. I'm not preaching it in any of the other 
services. Uh-huh. I'm not preaching it on... Uh, by the way, tell your neighbor, next week Friday, you have to be here. So you'll be in church Friday, and then your normal Saturday service. Hallelujah. Okay. So we're going to be talking about something which I think is so critical. So critical. Tell your neighbor, critical, critical, critical. But if you are able to understand it, we're going to be here for a week, two weeks, I don't know, three weeks on the same point. And what I need you to understand is that if you can understand it, a lot of your struggles will fall away. Yeah. A lot of your struggles as a Christian and a lot of your struggles just in general life will fall away. Amen. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I am not, let me just tell you what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. That's just one manifestation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm also not talking about screaming this particular round. This time, I need you to engage a little differently because there are some of us who, as soon as we hear Holy Ghost, it's very nice to be slain by the Holy Ghost. Very nice, I mean. But that, I need you to engage a little. Tell neighbor, engage small, engage small. Uh-huh. Engage small because a little understanding has to come. Are you with me so far? Yeah. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit because... We need him. We need him. We, <laughs> we need him. But the paradox is that you need somebody you cannot see. Are you there? You need somebody you cannot see. Amen. Imagine that you shared your room with somebody you cannot see. <laughs> you just know that the person is there, but Charlie, <laughs> you, 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 you need to see that there's something, it's a little. Eh, something, something, something. Uh-huh. And because we can't see him, we behave as though he's not there. Uh-huh. But it's a big problem. It's a big problem. You see, I'm going to try to unpack the problem. This evening, I don't have points for you. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to keep talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Am I talking to people who can listen small? Okay. Beautiful. Now, for many of us, when we say the Holy Spirit, you immediately think, fire of the Holy Ghost, fire! <laughs> or you can also be thinking, what again? Fall on me. Fall on me. Rude over me. Breathe upon me. All those are words, but you need to understand a little deeper than that. Is that okay? Now, the first thing I'll say to you is that the Bible can be divided. You see, right now, the Bible we have is divided into two. You have the Old Testament and the New Testament. But you could even divide it into three. The first part would still be the Old Testament. The second part would be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the third part would be the rest, from Acts all the way to Revelations. Hello? Don't, don't get lost. Tell me, but don't get lost. Don't get lost. Now, why am I saying that? Please, I'm not trying to rewrite the Bible. But the reason why I'm saying that is because in the three portions, you will see that 
I almost used the word, it would, conf- it would have brought confusion. You can see that it's almost like three different people are in charge. Now, if, well, you people, I don't know if you were part of, I've been preaching this series so often that man is spirit, soul, and body. I've preached it so often. Uh-huh. To, and, and, and so you remember that you as you are sitting there, you are three in one. Now, the three parts of you, they are you, but they are also very distinct. Your body is your body. Your spirit is your spirit. Your, your soul is your soul. They are you, but they are different. Am I talking to human beings? Yeah. Your spirit is like another person inside you. So it has fingers, it can see, it can talk. Are you there? Yeah. Your soul has to do with your emotions and your mind. Your body there is obvious. So you are three in one. Now, that concept of us being three in one is the way in which we resemble God. Because he is also three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Are you okay so far? Okay, so I'm looking for three men. I have to look for three men, otherwise you will understand. Thank you, that's number one. So I've got a God the Father. I'm looking for another man. All right, I got a God the Son. Okay, and I got... It's amazing because the three of them resemble the three things I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay, God the Father, God the Son. Now, again, just like when I preach about the human being, I say to you that it's one person. But it looks like, I mean, I'm discussing them distinctly because it helps us to describe. So let's start by describing God the Father. I don't know how you came to be on this side, but go in between them and hey. So let's start with God the Father. What are the characteristics of God the Father? Do you know your Bible? What are the characteristics of God the Father? Fearful. Another characteristic. Ah. When you open your Bible, what do you see there? In the Old Testament, what do you see there? When he was relating with man, you see him, you see God. What do you see there? He's, uh, because he's God, they are all holy, righteous. But I'm just asking you, God the Father, what do you see there? If you were reading your Bible well, you know that people are afraid of him. The children of Israel, they were doing a lot sometimes. They said that, eh, why? Moses thinks that he alone knows God. They today are going to the meeting some. So they went. When they got to the foot of the mountain, then God spoke. They heard the thunder one. They said, hey, Moses, please, you go, eh? Whatever he tells you, come and tell us. So fearful that they changed their minds. Are you there? His judgments were instant. Yeah. Miracle guy doing his things, but Charlie, you sin, you die. It's very simple. It's not, it's not any discussion. Is it a discussion? Aaron had some two sons. They said, these two sons, you are priests with your father. When I want fire, you just bring this thing. I'll bring the fire myself. One day, these two boys, Nadab and Abihu or something like that, I think are the names, they woke up one day, they said, they have decided that they want to offer fire. So they got their own incense and lit their own fire. God said, I kill them one time. Out of here. And he warned their father, don't cry. <laughs> hey, 
Are you in the house? The picture of God, the father, is fearful. Eli was there. He had some children who resembled some of you. He couldn't control them. And they had become priests and they were just sleeping with the women in the temple and taking the, the, the offerings that were God's offerings. They were, when they put the thing there, then they would bring their thing and fish out the piece they want. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there were clear instructions. When they bring it, this part is for you, this part is for me, this part is for you. This, very fair. You've come, you've come to eat God's own. And their father did not correct them. And God told him, he said, look, this thing that you have done, eh, because of this, eh, he wiped them out in a day. Plus the father who didn't correct them. So, so you see a certain picture of God in the Old Testament. But the Bible still tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his son. So in the middle, all that struggle was to just get us to do what we should do. Are you seeing it? Anyway, the Bible says, he realized that, look, this creature that I have made is not working. And the Bible says he decided to bring salvation himself. He will sort it out. And that is where we, he introduces his son. And we meet Jesus. Arriving on this earth as a baby. But actually, still the son of God. And we meet him, he comes onto this earth. And for 30 years, he's just growing. He's just growing. We hear of him that once he goes to the temple and he's talking with the people, they are wondering what knowledge is this. But after that, we don't hear of him again until... He's 30 years old. And that's when we see the scripture there. He now gets up. He's baptized. Are you here? And the Bible says that he saw saw the spirit of God descending like a dove on him. And that is only then do we see Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Charlie, he does the work. He does the job. Tell your neighbor, he does the job. Now, the agreement was that. He will come to this earth. So, this is the father. We are finished with the father for now. You'll be standing here. We've gone to the son. Now, the son, as you can see from much of the Bible, he appears much milder than the father. And the plan was that he would take human form. He would just allow everything that he had that was with the father. You leave it in heaven. Just come like us. Are you there? Yes. And come and walk on this earth like us. Only the only difference that you won't sin. And when you finish, you will pour your blood out for each one of us. Because the Bible says in the book of Leviticus, I think it's around 11, that without shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So that was the problem God the Father had when he was dealing with us. He tried, he said, okay, slaughter the cow, slaughter the, uh, what? The, the, the sheep, slaughter, slaughter. He realized that, hey, these people, all the cows will die all the sheep will die all the uh, everything will die, it will be slushing frogs it won't work are you in the house? and that was why he now sent Jesus the son he agreed that he's going to come and he will allow himself to be killed, the reason why we use the word allow is that it didn't need to have happened at any point he could have changed his mind out of here that's why some people went to make the film The Chinese Jesus, you know. <laughs> the Chinese Jesus, they put him on the, on the cross. 
When they put him on the cross and they were busy mocking him, he got so angry, he jumped down. <laughs> he jumped down, he came to beat the guys, then he went back. <laughs> but there's no such thing. Are you there? Because it was an agreement, it was a pact. Now we see Jesus and we, we relate to him so much in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John because he was talking, they were asking him questions and he was answering. Hey Lord, teach us how to pray. He taught, pray like this, our Father, not in heaven. Are you there? They were there sometime, they tried to deliver somebody, the deliverance was not happening. Why? Then they asked the question, why is it that we were not able to deliver? Then they got an answer. This one, it is by fasting and prayer before you can cast it out. So he walked on this earth and for three years he walked and he poured himself into somebody. Am I talking to you so far? Are you understanding so far? Good. So in the Old Testament, if you had a question to ask God, you have to go and look for a priest or somebody with an effort. And they'll go through whatever ceremonies that they had to go through. Then you hear and you get your answer. You couldn't go yourself. But in the dispensation of Jesus, as Jesus came walking around, they were asking him questions and he was answering. I hope you are with me so far. Hello? Are you lost or you are here? Good. Until at a certain point, Jesus realized that now he's also going to go. When he sheds his blood, he pours it out, he'll rise up again to say, Charlie, it's done. Anybody who receives me can just receive. You are forgiven. I'm going. But as I'm going, to be able to live on this earth, eh, the Holy Spirit who came to help me, I'm now going to leave him with you. Give me 14, let me see the 26. I want to see, I'm looking for a certain word, expedience. Let me see 25. No, 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 no. Look for me, use the word expedient and find the scriptures. Expedient means that it's better. You see, at a point he said, it's better for me. It's better for me. It's better. Beautiful. Okay. Seven. Okay. Have you seen the scripture there? I tell you the truth. It is expedient. That means it's better for you that I go. Why? If I don't go, the comforter will not come. Are you seeing it? So here we are. We are walking on this earth with Jesus. When we are sick, we get healed. When we have a problem, he sorts it out. When we are hungry, he feeds us. Now he's telling us that it's better for him to go. If you think about it with your mind, it doesn't make sense. Because if we're here and Jesus came, Charlie, I don't know your expectation, but me, I have an expectation that Charlie, I'm sorted. Are you sorted or you're not sorted? Sorted, you're sorted. As he went, but he is the one who said, it is better for him to go so that the Holy Spirit will be left here. Are you here? But many of us, we don't know the Holy Spirit and we don't really care. And the reason is that we feel that, oh, I'm saved. I'm born again in the name of Jesus. Well, you can be born again uh, brighter with the head down. I beg you, I'm preaching Mm over. 
Respect the word of God, why? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. Some of you, when you come to church, I, you see, if you come to church, you just come because you come to sing. Sing in your room. Yeah, sing in your room. You can do it anywhere. <laughs> Are you in the house? Yeah, because the truth of the matter is that until you get to know the Holy Spirit, your life may not change. Mm, may not change. It's one of the reasons why you can be a Christian for a very long time and nothing changes. And the reason is that in the Old Testament, when they had a need, they knew they were relating to God the Father. They didn't have a problem. At the start of the New Testament, when Jesus was on earth, they knew that they were relating to him. No problem. But right now, he is in heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's not here. He's not here on earth. And as he was leaving, he said, I'm going to leave the Holy Ghost with you. Now you have decided that this thing that is spirit, I don't know about it, I don't care about it. Eh, I'm gone. Are you there? So to the degree that you are able to flow with the Holy Ghost, to that degree you will be successful in your life. When God the Father was in charge, to the degree that you understood, so somebody like David, he understood. David never did anything without consulting God. The Bible says one time, he was still a fugitive, running around in the caves, and there were some people in a town, the town of Kayla, K-E-I-L-A-H. If you bring, type it up, you'll find it. The guys were under, the Philistines were going to kill them. And then David, he consulted God. How do you consult God? You get the priest to get the effort and you ask, shall I go and fight for them? And God said, go. So he went to fight for them. And when he fought, they won. They won. And so David and his guys, they were relaxing. Remember, these guys, life was hard. They were fugitives in the caves. So now that they've managed to come into a town, they were relaxing. Then somebody came and told him, maybe we should read the scripture so you know it's in the Bible. First hmm. Samuel 23, verse 5. David and his men went to Kayla and fought with the Philistines. Can you take us further up so you see where he um, consulted God? Okay. Can you see it there? Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said to him, Go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. And David's men, I mean, they went. Verse 4. Are you seeing it? He inquired again. I've asked once, but let me ask again. Should I go? Will we win? God said, Go. So David and his men went to Kela and fought the Philistines and brought their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. And so David saved the inhabitants of Kela. Now let's look at something. Now the story, it came to pass when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David to Kela. You see, the priest he called was around, I mean they saw him when he came. That he came down with an effort in his hand. And it was told Saul that David was come to Kayla. So David had a relationship with God the Father, but he needed a priest there with the effort to be able to ask his question. And he asked and he got an answer. But in the process, Saul got to know where he was. And Saul decided, ah, now that he has entered a town that has gates and bars, we'll get him and kill him. And David heard it. Let's look at, continue. Mm. Continue. You see, they said he knew 
that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. And he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the effort, so come again. Am I talking to somebody in the house? Uh And he asked. You see, his question was that, now that I've defended the people, now that we have won, if Saul comes, will these men give us up? God said, they'll give you up. (laughs) They'll give you up. You would have thought that since we saved you, and Saul is not against you in Kayla. Saul is against me. Will you? God told him, hey. Are you saying, look, will the men of Kayla deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you up. <laughs> they will deliver you up. You see? So I'm just showing you this to, show, to, to let you see that David knew who to talk to. He knew who to consult. Are you Okay. We also know that the disciples knew who to consult. True or false? But we have been left with the Holy Spirit who we don't know. And therefore, in most situations, we do not consult. No wonder things are difficult. We are now like a David without an effort. Or like a David without a priest. Because we don't know the one who has been entrusted to take care of us. When God was in charge, he said, when you are coming, come with your cow. Or your, if you don't have cow, come with sheep. If you don't have sheep, come with a bed. You see those beds that irritate us here? Those are doves. Come with them too and slaughter. Whatever it is, you'll get something to come and slaughter when you come to, you know. Then I'll forgive you your sins. He told them how to forgive their sins. He told them, if you're coming to seek advice, do this, do this, do this. Same with Jesus. It is we who now have a problem. Am I talking to some people or not? You see. And the reason is because we call him a Holy Spirit and he is spirit. And you cannot see a spirit. I hope if there's a neighbor by you, touch the neighbor's arm, eh? touch his arm. Touch his arm. Eh? You can't touch. Eh? You are holding Holy Spirit. Have you seen that before? Where? <laughs> I'm holding I Catch, catch, catch the holy catch. You see. Hence the words come down on me. <laughs> but the, the truth is that. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> First of all, I'm just trying to make you understand the problem we have. You see. Now. <laughs> Let's go to John chapter 14. First of all, I need you to see that the Holy Spirit is in charge. Right from the book of Acts, he's in charge. If you like, let us start with Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. You see, but we have jumped the story because Jesus started talking about the Holy Spirit before this. So will you allow me to go into John? And let's talk about what he said there first before we come here. Okay. Let's go to John 14. Now, I want to go further up. Let's go to around verse 16, verse 16, verse 17 there. I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. He was talking to his disciples, the people who follow him. He said, this person who is coming, he will be with you forever. Are you there? Okay. And then he tells you who this comforter is. He says, the spirit of truth 
whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. See, now you're complex. With you, when you say with, I'm walking with Samuel. That's one we can understand. But it's not only with. He says, I'll be in you. So let's dissect those two first. The in you, when you give your life to Christ. Oh, Ephesians 1. Do I even remember this scripture? Look, if you are in this church, you don't like scriptures, I don't know what you will do. <laughs> because I can't boss you stories. Eh? What are they? We cannot tell tales and stories. I'm coming. Let me see if I can find the scripture. Good, I got it. Ephesians chapter 1. Hey, don't do that. Just when I say I've got it, the thing has tried to vanish. Let's go to verse 13. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Ghost is in you. You have given your life to Christ. He's in you. That is the mark. It's a mark that, Charlie, when they say you are sealed, have you ever got a document that there's a seal on it? Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, when they see that seal, it means that, hey, authentic. So now, dear, when the enemy is coming, he can't come too boldly. When he comes boldly, it's because you don't know that you have a seal. But when you have a seal, oh, when you get land, people can contest the land and shout about the land. But when you have the land document with the seal on it, Usually people don't bother to contest. Usually they contest when all of you just have allocation papers and some funny, funny, funny. But when you get the actual document with the seal on it, bam, that you are the owner. It's a little harder. Are you there? So you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. So he's there in you. The thing is, he's also with you. But you don't think about him at all. At all. (laughs) You are doing like I'm speaking. You see, the room is nicely quiet. (laughs) Oh, don't do this. Oh. I'm coming. Are you in the church? Okay. Let's see whether it will scroll now. But what is that? Okay, beautiful. Okay, I want us to go and read these same scriptures in another translation, the Amplified. Let's go to John 14, 16, and 17 in the Amplified. And you begin to see something. But is the Amplified another Bible? The Amplified is not another Bible. It is the same Bible, but the difference is that if there is a word in the original language of the Bible that has more than one meaning, they'll put all the meanings there. Are you seeing it? So you get a deeper understanding. That's how languages are. There are some languages you cannot find the word, I mean, 
Sometimes there are some words you can't find. For instance, try looking for the word loyalty in our languages. You won't find it. You'll find an expression, not a word. There's no word. There's also no word for maintenance. Are you thinking about your language? Then please tell me the word for maintenance in your language. Most of our languages, you have the word for rehabilitation, not maintenance. That's why we spoil everything. Then we have to rebuild. Okay, that's a different discussion. <laughs> John 14, verse 16. I will ask the Father. These are the same verses we, scripture we're reading. And he will give you another comforter. Do you remember that word comforter? Now the Amplified is giving us every other meaning of that word comforter. It means counselor. It means helper. It means intercessor. It means advocate. It means strengthener. It means stand by. So when you were standing there saying that, hey, I don't know. These two brothers, they like me. I don't know which one. I don't know who I should like. When you are there saying that, oh, I'm getting ready to marry, but these two sisters, I don't know whether it should be this one or this one. The reason is that, you see, I told you, the people who lived in the dispensation of the father, they knew who to ask. Those who lived in the dispensation of the son, they knew who to ask. You, you don't know that the spirit who is your counselor, he is actually working with you. And if you had bothered to ask him a question, you'd have gotten an answer. You didn't ask him. You can't see the thing there. Counselor. What is a counselor? Somebody who gives counsel. Yes. One of the greatest gifts on this earth is advice. Good advice. Never joke. If you have somebody in your life who gives you good advice, never joke with it. Are you in the house? Counsel. He gives counsel. So, me cry. This is my life. Should I take the job in Accra or I should take the job in Kumasi? There is no way you can know. I mean, usually, if there's an obvious difference, there's no problem. But sometimes it's the same thing. And usually, as a Christian, many times it's a choice between two good things. Yes. But which one is yours? And you have a counselor, you never ask the question. Helper. Helper. Every day you are complaining. This course that I'm beginning to do, I don't even know I'm supposed to do anything. As you are complaining, will help Ano. He's right here. You, you didn't ask him. You did not ask him. You didn't ask him for help. What you did was to say, "Oh Jesus, I don't know about Jesus." He doesn't understand what you are saying because he left you with the helper. Now let me, let me, before we go deeper. <laughs> before you come and tell me that I said you should pray to the Holy Spirit which I never said let me clarify that one for you take us to 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14 the last verse I have to take you scripture to scripture it's only scripture that can help us to unpack this one you will see some you have been saying these words all the time you just don't think about it <laughs> the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion. Give me another translation because communion is old. Change the dish. We don't understand. Do you understand the word communion? Not so good. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship. You have seen it or you have not seen it? And the what? <laughs> Here's amplified with all the meanings. The grace, favor, and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. And the presence and fellowship the communion and sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit be with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as you are walking around, you have done yourself like an orphan. Not knowing, come, he says, the presence of the Holy Spirit should be there with you. Oh, why? Where is this? What is this man doing? It says, fellowship. It's not prayer. It's fellowship. It's fellowship. Hey, who are the people here who are my friends? Oh, some of you that your hands up. It's not true. I wish. But what do we talk about? Anything. Anything. So as I'm talking to them, am I praying? Have I sent you a text before? Was I praying to you? No, I have to ask because some people say when I say fellowship, you know, Stand here. Have I said, have we texted before? Was I praying to you? Have we texted before? Was I praying to you? So please, can you ask them why they say that? When I say that, they should ask the Holy Spirit. They are, they are. We can talk. Ah. Some of our journeys, we can start the journey talking. We talk. Ah. There are some journeys too. We're not talking. Are we quarreling when we're not talking? We're still fellowshipping. Sometimes if the message is on, uh, we'll all laugh at the same thing. Then we'll make a comment. Then we'll continue. We're fellowshipping. You too. The Holy Spirit is there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Look at it. Look at the words. The presence. The presence. So while you were walking around like with the chicken that's lost its head, he was present. Oh, you haven't had that feeling before. Like you, you don't even know what you are about. You don't know what you are about. You are confused. But he's there. He's there. But you said nothing to him. Fellowship. There says communion. Communion eh, is, is, is a certain kind of fellowship. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know how to explain other words to say. Sharing together. Sharing together. You take one, I take one. You take one, I take one. Or I share with you what I'm thinking and you tell me what you are thinking. He said, the participation, he's longing to participate in your life. You have closed him out. You have closed him out. When you leave church, when you come to church, then you put on your, your holy, holy blinds. Your holy blinds are on. And then you arrive and the best of us, we, we have an experience. We expect a spiritual experience. When we leave, no, we remove the spiritual shades. We are back to ourselves. But you have somebody walking with you. He wants to participate in your life. He wants to have a part in your life. Are you there? I, I said, he's with you. He's with you. He's with, eh, but, but how do I fellowship? You see, when you ask the question, how do you fellowship? I start laughing at you. How do we fellowship? And that's how we fellowship. <laughs> Am I talking to some people here? Oh, yes. hey. <laughs> uh, let's go back to John 14. I will stop somewhere for today. 
So here we are. You see, <laughs> you see, I had to deal with that scripture for you to now understand this one. He'll give you a comforter. That's why he, he never promised us that we'll not be bereaved. But he promised us a comforter. A comforter just helps you get through it. And if you have had a comforter in your life before, over something, you know that it matters. Are you there? A counselor, helper, intercessor. You need somebody who intercedes, talk to God on your behalf. Or talk to another person on your behalf. Yeah. An advocate, that's a lawyer. Have you never needed somebody to judge your case for you? You are here. Your father is angry with you. You have gone to look for your uncle. But before you look for your uncle, I would suggest that you consult your advocate to intervene for you. Because God says that the heart of the king cries in his hands. So he says, Holy Spirit, this matter with my father is too much for me. I can't, I can't, I can't handle He's your, uh, he tells me it is sorted. Because he's my advocate. You see, an advocate is that, you see, and you want to say, oh, but how will it be? If you could answer the how, you wouldn't need God. Because the how, the methods are as many as there are methods. There are so many methods. I remember a certain lady whose father refused to let her marry the person she wanted to marry. On the grounds that he was not from her tribe. You know, that's one of the most difficult things. You know, and I asked that, ah, but if you have allowed your child to grow in another part of this world, it doesn't make sense to me that you are insisting that you, know, you should have kept the child in your town or your village. But so far as the person has gone out, Charlie. Anyway, they were prepared to do everything, and for one full year, father never agreed. And they were just praying. And then an advocate arose. Are you seeing it? An advocate arose. So one day, her big sister was talking with her father. And as they were talking, they were discussing. The big sister also didn't live in the same town with her father. So they were chatting about certain things. And chatting about some marriages that had fallen. Then the big sister said to daddy, he said, But daddy, you see, oh, that is why it's not according to whether the person is from our village. Look at this one. The marriage is broken. Look at this one. The marriage is broken. Look at this one too. And you said my sister shouldn't marry this guy, an advocate had entered. Are you seeing it? <laughs> In this case, the Holy Spirit had used her sister. She was there when her father called and said, eh, this young man, did you say that you want my Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Are you there? I was the preacher at that wedding. And I remember because <laughs> the lady was in another church. And I remember it because after we had been waiting, the man was in our church and he was, you know, so we went over. And when it was time, who gives this lady to be married to this man? Hey! The kente the man had won. He stood up, he adjusted, he adjusted the kente. Then he took gorgeous steps from where he was sitting to the front and collected the microphone, arranged his kente and said, I! And I was like, hey! I thought... Was this not the man who said that Kole Kole Dole Dole, the daughter doesn't marry from me? But you see, the advocate, somebody, you need an advocate with that supervisor of yours to help you 
to make that <laughs> are you there strengthener the same holy spirit is your strengthener the same guy meanwhile you say you won't talk to him i know i know he doesn't love me but i can't help it no wonder you cannot help it the person who was given to you by god to strengthen you you have ignored him you have not discussed the matter with him can i have two chairs up here please just bring me two chairs <laughs> oh but you have unhooked the chairs right in the front here oh you are some weak right? fellowship oh no 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 some of you the way your head doesn't work if i don't organize this okay good god the father and the son you're also there you're asking me about fellowship holy ghost sit sit down Today has been difficult too. It's been a very long day. <laughs> My Holy Spirit is saying mercy. Holy Ghost, please don't get angry with us. What, what am I trying to demonstrate to you by this? Um, no, no, he doesn't need a mic. I beg you. <laughs> I beg you, don't put him in the spot. What am I trying to demonstrate to you with this demonstration? I'm saying to you that the Holy Spirit is a spirit. So, you cannot touch him, but it, that is why our walk is a walk of faith. But the same way I would fellowship with Lady Pastor Ferewa, when I want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I talk to him. My mommy, who is there when I'm talking? Silly, I said the Holy Spirit. Ah, so are you talking to yourself? You see, you think I'm talking to myself, but he knows I'm talking to him, and I know I'm talking to him and that is all that matters what you think it doesn't matter at all so I can talk to him in the bus I can talk to him in the house I can talk to him under the shower I can talk to him in the kitchen I can talk to him anywhere how do you know the answer you know the answer when you get the answer oh yes hey the church is very quiet One day, One day, you see, <laughs> you're going to say I'm not serious when I give you this example, but it's a deliberate example. I was actually playing Scrabble. Scrabble on my, on my iPad, yeah. Yes, I like word games. So I discovered, I discovered some time ago that when I'm very tense, it takes the tension away. So sometimes I'd go there. So I played this game and honestly, you play, the other person is also tired. You don't even know who you are playing with. So you play, then you go away. Then you come back two hours later. You say, hey, the person has played. So I played, and I said, this game is very difficult. This one is very, very difficult. And you see, because it is my habit to speak to the Holy Spirit, I just said, Holy Ghost, you have to help me on this one. I got, no, I am not joking. You see, you may think it's not important, but I need you. He said he wants to participate 
in your life. Even what is not important, he's participating. Then he told me, oh, these two letters, if you put it here, it will go. I put it there, 56. Yeah, if you have ever placed, I mean, I don't place Kabe and get 56 in one. Three letters, 56. Triple letter score. Pam. Who said whatever it I don't remember whether it was double word or. But, Papa. Are you in the church? But you understand, you see, I gave you that ridiculous ex- um, example to ask you whether. So, when you are going to do the exam that is important to you. Do you think he won't answer? When you are struggling with the problem, and I can tell you, I mean, you are young, you are now coming. Struggles, dear, you are now coming. My life has been very difficult. I said, you are now coming. Am I talking to some people or not? You see, so I'm giving you these, if you like, call them useless examples. I don't mind. I don't mind. This evening I was coming to church. And I was getting ready. I was sitting there just putting some notes together. I heard him speak to me. Go and get, take your shower now. According to my, my decisions, I'd have taken my shower at 6.30. And just rest of 7 o'clock, I'm in the car, I'm coming. Are you there? It was not 6.30. It was not six there, but I know I, this voice, this this whisper. I know it. This is the Holy Ghost. You see, <laughs> as soon as I was done, the lights went out. And in my house, <laughs> don't mind it. In my house, the light is attached to the water. So if the lights go, the water goes. And so you need to now take a bucket, go outside the house, fetch water, carry it. What work is it? It was very important to me that he took. I said, as soon as I exited, lights off. That's my friend, the Holy Ghost. You have decided that you are very spiritual. You don't talk to him about. You are very, very spiritual. Some of you, you are, you are leaders, and you are, you, you wake up, you are going on visitation. You don't have any discussion with him. No wonder when you go, you walk all the way to Wilkado. When you get there, they are not there. You cross from there to Africa, they are not there. You cross from there, all because you didn't bother to tell your friend, the Holy Spirit, that oh, today I think I would like to do some visitation. I just wonder, is it a good idea to do it today? He says I should go to room three. When, you see, it will just come. When you get there, you realize that if you hadn't gone at that time, you won't meet them. Yeah. I, I hope it is making sense to you. Yeah, so, so shouldn't we pray again? Huh? The same Bible says, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, pray without ceasing. You are praying. That's what praying you pray. But even in your prayer, most of you, if you knew him, you would not sleep through flow prayer. Because as you are going to bed, you will tell him that, hey, the way it is, you know. Tomorrow, flow, please wake me up. Please wake me up. He will wake you up. Oh, how will he wake you? If you knew the answer, you would be God. You will tell him and see what he will do. You will wake up, I tell you. You will wake up. Yes. 
you will wake up, you'll be out of bed, you'll have brushed your teeth and washed your face and be ready for flow. He is there. You have not consulted him. You have not consulted him. Are you there? And you see, when you walk like that without the Holy Spirit's help, eh, you can be in church. You can, could have been in church all your life. You could have been praying all your life, but you don't know God. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I won't argue with you. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 17. It's a scripture. It's a scripture. This is after Jesus. Please take us to, him, uh, to KJV. Eh? We'll come back here. This is after Jesus had hung on the tree and gone and come. Thomas had put his hand in the hole. Look at it. Matthew 28, verse 17. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. After you were there when he was hung on the cross, you saw him die. You were there when he rose up again. One of your number doubted. Thomas has put his hand inside. You are still doubting. There are some of you. You... <laughs> You don't believe nothing. You are just in church because it is what you have done. You are just, you are not a Muslim, that's all. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm sharing something seriously with you. You can be in church, nothing of yours is engaged. And that is why when praise and worship is coming, you are just there. You don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. One of the things about the Holy Spirit, we'll go into that next week. He's the feeling guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the point that I want you to understand today is that he's a person. He's a person. 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 He's also a person. He's a person. And, but I thought you said he's a person. Oh, oh, eh. <laughs> Are you here? Can it feel? Okay. Can he feel? Not living. He's a person, that's why he can feel. He can feel. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. doesn't say don't grieve the Father. doesn't say don't grieve the Son. It's the Holy Spirit that says don't grieve him. Mm. Are you there? Because he has emotions. Don't grieve him. Yeah, don't grieve him. He has a mind. He has an opinion about you. The church is very quiet. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just need you to begin to understand something. Yeah. He's not a thing. Next week we'll discuss why you are thinking of him as wind and this and that and that. All those, you see, sometimes we may say to you that you are a twerp. You are a twerp. A twerp is actually a kind of fish. So it means your behavior. Uh But you are actually a human being. Yeah. So some of the things that we say about the Holy Spirit, those are characteristics of his that help us to understand because we are trying to understand a spirit that we need to fellowship with. A spirit that's so crucial to ourselves. Am I talking to some people or not? And today, the only thing I want you to understand is that he's a, he's a person. He's a person. And if Jesus came to this earth and did nothing until the Holy Spirit came, what about you? What about you? Are you here? Jesus didn't do anything until the Spirit came. It was at his baptism, sir, we should be there by now. 
when Jesus was baptized, Matthew 3.16, Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. The heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Are you, can you see it? This is one of the few places, 16 and 17, where we see all of them together. Jesus was on earth physically. Are you here? He was baptized. And the Bible says that the, uh, this thing was open. He heard the, he, he, the Spirit came as a dove. Again, an attribute of his. or It describes something about him. And then the voice of God came. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. All three of them, they were there. The three persons of God, if you like. Just like how you are also three. Don't start getting confused. Am I talking to some people tonight? Yeah. And I want to say to you that maybe it's time you get to know the Holy Spirit. Uh It's time you get to know them. It will change a lot of things. One of the things that will change is your behavior. Yeah. It will change your behavior. Yeah. It will change your worship. A lot of the worship that you are, we are singing, you are lying. <laughs> Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Won't you You have not thought about him. Doesn't matter at all. Are you there? Come, Holy Spirit. You have not thought about him at all. But it will begin to mean something to you. Am I talking to some people or not? Your life, your behavior begins to change. You're a Christian, but honestly, behave like a witch. It's also a behavior. And it's by, the, it's by the Holy Spirit that you begin to see the changes that come. Are you there? Yeah, I've been trying. Uh, the masturbation is not stopping. You have not consulted him. You have not consulted him. You see, you have not asked his opinion. You have not asked him what to do. Instead, you decided that you are going on 40 days. You can finish fasting. I am sorry to inform you that after 40 days fasting, the first person who visited Jesus was the devil. And in fact, the only person who visited him throughout the 40 days. He was there battling it out. 40 days. So you can't come and tell me that that's what you... It's not guaranteed that that's what it will do. Fasting has a point in your life. Yes. But what I'm sharing with you is that there's somebody there to help you. And you have ignored him. And for the next few Saturdays, we're going to put a spotlight on the Holy Spirit. My prayer is that you begin to understand him. You see. And that you begin to desire to know him. Are you in the house? I'm going to do an exam. You have not talked to the Holy Spirit. I can't, be, I, I, I can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine it. No wonder your trails are like that. No wonder we max, you know, and yeah, yeah, they are not, they are not strong. Yeah. <laughs> You are very quiet in the house. Yeah. But he is, he, is, he is a present. Look, Jesus said he will be with you forever. He'll be, he, Jesus, he has had to go, but he's with us. I'm going to end with just some two scriptures. I want to show you something. Because the Holy Spirit, let's go, in fact, let's do three scriptures. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. 
Look at it. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts. You know, that power that you need to live as a Christian is with the Holy Ghost. That's why you know. So until the Holy Spirit came, Jesus said, Don't even go, don't even try. Now you are waking up, you are going to do spiritual work. No wonder you are so tired. Every day you are complaining, the work is very hard. It's not the work that is hard, it's you who is spirit free. If you had the spirit with you, it would not be difficult. You don't have, you have not, if he's there, you have ignored him. He's right there, he's right there. Then you come, then you come, then you only have, he's there. You have not even, you didn't even ask him to help you to pray. Then you be standing there, you just be talking, 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 then you be falling asleep. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, your helper is right there. You never told him that. Oh, right by your side. Oh, where are you going? Where can I find you? You must be in this room, right by my side. the father where's God the son the Bible says that the right hand side in fact in the book of Acts when Stephen was being killed and I think that's Acts 7 the Bible says he looked up and he saw the son of man standing at the right hand ready to receive him they were all up there the one here was the spirit then he says so right by my side who you are here. Oh, Master. Your presence, Lord. That is what I need. Everywhere that I... Who is going with you everywhere? In every place that I am. I want to feel the presence of God. The presence of God that you want to feel. Right now in this dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Is it the Holy Ghost? 
standing right by me. I beg you, God the Father is in heaven. So also is God the Son. The representative of the Godhead now, on earth now, till the end, is the Holy Ghost. If you don't believe it, go and read your scriptures. I'm going to read two more scriptures and we go. Look at something. Acts chapter 4 and verse 8. Remember they were told to wait. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said to them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Now this was the point where they caught them and said they shouldn't preach in the name of Christ, blah, blah, blah. The Bible says, stay in verse 8. The Bible says that Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. There are two ways in which he is spoken of in the book of Acts. Let's go to Acts 13 and verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Are you there? So sometimes they will tell you the person who was speaking and say the person was full of the Holy Ghost. Other times they just tell you that the Holy Spirit said it. That's what they'll tell you. Are you seeing it? They lived fully aware of what I'm telling you. When Ananias and Sapphira went to tell their lies in Acts chapter 5, Peter didn't say, why did you come to lie to me? He said, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? So they did, they lived fully aware that Jesus had gone, but the Holy Spirit was with them. And you, you are living spirit free. It's like you are taking yourself and you are going. Hey, we have made a mistake. We have made a mistake and it's time to correct it. It's time to correct it. And we're going to spend time these two, three weeks or more if we need it to learn about the Holy Spirit. Are you there? To learn about the Holy Spirit. From today, I need you to see that he's with you. Everywhere, all the time, he's with you. If you talk with him, ah, is this guy sleep? Listen, when you sit in church, you sit up. Brother, tell that guy to sit up. Or I know if it's a guy or a girl. Why? Sit up. You are in church. What is that? Yeah. Lest, I should correct it, lest, when Eli did not correct his children, something happened to him. Mm, yeah. We haven't corrected people in the church. That's why nowadays most, many churches are just baller. Yes, can go to total disorder. Children will be running in front, up and down. People will be talking. You are looking at me as if that's not where you are from. Yeah. It's not done. You are in the house of God. Let's remember it. And tonight, you're going to stand and you're going to say, Lord, help me to understand the Holy Spirit. I need him in my life. I need to understand. I need to be able to, to just get this into my spirit. Help me to understand. This is more than my mind. Lift your voice up and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. You are not praying to the Holy Spirit. You pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus the Son. Lift your voice up and begin to pray. You can ask if the Holy Spirit to help you, but lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Oh, help us to understand, oh God. Help us to understand, help us to understand. Open our minds and our hearts. Remove the blocks, remove the prejudices, remove the things we thought we knew, Lord. And help us to just take your word as it is, oh God. Lead us and help us to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, oh God.
Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us. Thank you for bringing your word to us tonight. I pray, Lord, that you will help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And tonight, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, before you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you need to give your life to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here, left for us by Jesus to his followers. For his followers. And you need to be a follower of Jesus. And so as we stand, I want you to lift up your right hand if you need to receive Jesus. You're not sure whether you're going to heaven or to hell if you die. Let's settle it here this evening. You want to give your life to Jesus? Just lift up your right hand and we're going to pray. God bless you. I see your hands lifted. If your hand is lifted, please come to me. Come to me. Just come. I'm going to pray with you. Come. Just join me. Come. Just step out of where you are. God bless you. Just come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Your heart is beating tonight. That's the Lord telling you. You need to make it up with me tonight. Before you can know the Holy Spirit, Jesus needs to be in you. If you're standing in front tonight, I want you to pray this prayer and make it your own. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray that these ones will come to know you, to know your spirit, to know what has been done for them. And may they always, 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 always be glad that they pray tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.